Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Welcome back to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. We are back. I mean, we're still sitting at the same table as we were yesterday. I mean, but we're working, recording all these at once. But we're back with the Tuesday reading from Psalm 2. Uh, would you mind if I read that? Jesse? Go for it, Brennan. And then we can talk about it. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds asunder and cast their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord has them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, with trembling, kiss his feet, or he will be angry, and you will perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Happy are all who take refuge in him. So, Brendan, what's the first couple things that just stand out to you as you read this one? The word angry mm. is a thing that stands out to me. I, I'm repulsed by that. Um, and I wish I wasn't because uh, that's, a, that's a hard thing to come to grips with, wrath and anger of God, which we're used to associating with sin. Mm. I think mm-hmm. you're, you're used to associating anger with uh, inappropriate action and... Um, judgment and, you know, uh, being on the receiving end of that is not a great experience. So attributing our human anger to God is what I, what I'm kind of noticing at first. And I wonder if there's some re understanding we need to have about God's anger and his righteous anger. The mm-hmm. fact that there's things that ought to be, ought to uh, receive our anger like sin and injustice and uh, that God's anger is pure and perfect and not something uh, to be uh, associated, overly associated with our human anger. So I'm thinking of that. Um, another thing that I'm thinking of is um, the announcement that that God is king over and against the kings of this world. And I, I'm thinking of the announcement that the early church made that Caesar is not our Lord, but um, Jesus is Lord and how countercultural that is. So especially in an election year where we're thinking about all different kinds of politicians and we're thinking about um, a lot of different things happening on the world stage. Um, the fact that uh, God laughs at those Kings at a certain extent says, you can't tear apart my kingdom. My kingdom is here to stay. And uh, he's warning the kings that if they set up their kingdoms uh, contrary to his ways, they're ultimately going to be destroyed. And uh, God kind of laughs at that. And uh, his anger burns against that. So um, that's a good reminder to me 
as I'm thinking about, uh, you know, what is, you know, what is our government going to look like in 2021 and beyond? I'm thinking um, of God being the king, the true king of the universe. And how do I owe my allegiance to him in light of that? How about you? Yeah, I think um, God's anger and wrath stand out for sure. But as I kind of reflect on it, I try to put myself in the shoes of the Israelites. And it almost is is as if, assuming it's David that writes this, he's thinking about like, God, look at the nations around you that are, are doing evil and and that God's going to be their protector. Hmm. Um, you know, that he's going to break them with a rod of iron and dash them into pieces like that. I'm the God of Israel and I've got my King set on the, the mountain of Zion. Um, and they're not going to take you. Yeah. You, you might be angry about the things that are other people are doing to you. The other nations are doing to you. And you, if God wasn't angry, you would rightly say, God, don't you care? Don't you care? Right. Uh, but the fact that God does express his anger makes you trust him. Say, okay, God, this, this has God's attention. He's going to deal with it. He doesn't, he's not ambivalent about our suffering. Yeah. I think I've heard it said before that like the, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy, mm-hmm. right? Like there's things God hates and God is love. Um, and I think we see that in here. There's things that make God angry and that shouldn't offend us, even if it does and makes us uncomfortable. There's things in our world that make, should make us angry. But, but God's command is not to not be angry, it's to not sin in anger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that theme really plays out. And that's a theme we don't spend a lot of time in Western Christianity wrestling with. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be because we distance ourselves from the things that make God angry or we're just uncomfortable with it, or we don't know how to do those things because it's really hard to be angry and not sin in it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, much of our faith has moved away from emotionalism Mm -hmm. towards intellectualism, which neither one is better, but uh, we we kind of have distanced ourselves from our own emotions or from the emotionality of God. And uh, it's important to read a song like this and go, oh, God actually he has some emotions. He has some feelings. I love the hint in here. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Mm-hmm. I love the hint uh, toward Jesus. I have set my king on Zion, Zion, my holy hill. I mean, in here he's talking about King David most likely. But um, it's also pointing to King David's son or ancestor, Jesus, um, who fulfills that completely. And I love that you know, that begotten language in there and the king who the other nations will fear. Um, Ultimately the king that God sets upon the mountain, which we'll get to talk about later in this week um, is the one that we look to um, for deliverance. Even in like verse 11, you see the trembling, like like with trembling kisses feet, you know, more things that just remind you of Jesus time on earth and the people he encountered. That's great. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. Um, Catch you guys tomorrow for our next passage from Second Peter. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.